some people love being alone some really don't um I think as well guilt is a really strong feeling that not necessarily on the team a lot of us feel but I know speaking to friends and family guilt is something that is really all-encompassing whether that be guilt that you're trying to work whilst you still have a family and you're trying to homeschool and you're not able to give a hundred percent to either of those things understandably so I think that's something we need to all think about and try and kind of remedy is that it's okay to take a step back to go for a walk because likelihood is you'll be more productive afterwards because um, it can be really debilitating emotionally to feel that guilt. You're listening to the Wellness Warrior at Work podcast by Hika. In this space, we share real, practical and eye-opening stories and advice from human-focused leaders who've put employee health at the center of their organizations. We discuss everything from engagement and motivation to mental and emotional health so that you have the tools and inspiration you need to make a real impact on your employees' well-being. So whether your challenge is getting leader buy-in, a low budget, or navigating a global crisis, this podcast will show you that you're not alone and that nurturing a culture where everyone is happy and healthy at work is possible. So let's get to work. Grab a pen and paper, find a comfy sofa, and let's start designing the wellness-focused culture you've dreamed about. This is the Wellness Warriors at Work podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Wellness Warriors at Work podcast. We're now on the second month of 2021, so if you haven't yet started to nurture workplace culture and positively transform the employee experience, well, this is the inspiration you're probably looking for. My conversation today is with Emily Wood. Chief of Staff at Talis Capital. Talis Capital is a unique venture capital investment firm focused on emerging technologies including digital health, cybersecurity, fintech and insurance. We discuss initiatives they have put in place to support employee mental and physical health, how they are overcoming challenges such as guilt surrounding workplace productivity and opening up space for dialogue amongst employees. We also look at how motivations of the workforce have changed and how Talis Capital is addressing evolving needs. Finally, drawing from her experience as chief of staff, but also from her certification as a nutritionist, Emily gives us practical advice to stay happy and healthy during this time. I really love how honest and transparent Emily is throughout our whole conversation. She tells us both about the fantastic ways that Talis Capital is supporting employees, but also about areas of struggle. I'm sure you'll find her incredibly inspiring and will walk away with at least one practical initiative to make your company a better place to work. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It's great to be here. It's a really important topic at the moment. So great that we can chat. Thank you. So let's just dive right in and um, tell me about some of the initiatives that Talis Capital has put into place to um, protect the mental health of employees working remotely. Sure. I think we're really lucky at Talis that the company was built very much on the understanding that employer well-being, health of the team was really, really important. Our co-founders come from really intense backgrounds within private equity, trading. So they wanted to make sure that the team had kind of a life outside of work and felt good in the company that they were in. 
So for us, it's not necessarily been about new initiatives, but it's been about changing our initiatives to help our workforce in the pandemic and working remotely. So one of my favorite initiatives that Talis does is our fitness sessions. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday at lunchtime, which I think is a really key point. Uh, we have fitness with a personal trainer previously on the common in Wimbledon, but now obviously on Zoom. And I remember my first day, actually, I'd been told to bring my fitness kit and I'm really into fitness. So for me, that was amazing. And I get given boxing gloves and my manager, who is six foot four and I'm five foot two, was given the punching pads and the whole fitness trainer, Katie, was like, great and go. It's my first day. This is my manager. I can't punch him. But it's, it was a really amazing opportunity for us to connect on a personal level outside of just work. So having that in the pandemic on Zoom has been great for numerous reasons. One, we get away from our desk at lunch, which still has quite a stigma against it. I think there's still, if you take an hour for lunch, which a lot of us are legally contractually allowed to do, there's like, a, oh, they're not busy enough or maybe they're not kind of working hard enough. Um, and for us, having the co-founders and the managing partners say, it is really important to get away from your desk. It's really important to have your lunch and to kind of take that time out to increase your productivity and make you feel better later on in the day is something that I don't know if I could live without now. It's like a, such a big part of my week. It's it's ingrained in loads of our calendars and everyone knows Monday, Wednesday, Friday is fitness day. Um, so yeah, that's that's been a big step. I mean, there's lots of other things we've done. We've done we've implemented the cycle to work scheme so that people are able to get out on their bikes and don't have to get public transport if they need to go anywhere, obviously during the pandemic. So we give an allowance to our team for free Friday lunch, which we again did prior to COVID, but it means that people don't have to stress one lunchtime or one evening meal a week about putting food on the table. They can just order a delivery or go and get kind of hopefully a healthy ready meal because I'm a nutritionist. Um, but it means I don't have to stress about washing up, which is honestly one of my biggest stresses <laughs> at the moment is having to wash up. At the... So yeah, I think those are, there's lots of other things that I'm sure we'll get onto, but those for me are probably the greatest things to help support the team. That is so interesting. I honestly need to recommend the idea of like, you know, just punching your manager with the pads. As I hadn't heard about that before, but certainly would like work to break the ice. Um, don't know why we haven't done that. <laughs> um, and are there any sort of initiatives you do kind of as a group? Because I imagine that right now, are you working with um, say a hybrid model? Are people going to the office or is it fully remote? We've, we've kept it open for people that again, are really struggling with their mental health um so everyone's got office keys so if they really need to they're able to go into the office to kind of get away from the same four walls obviously it's quite difficult in England at the moment um the pandemic is is really ripe so people aren't going as much going in as much as they probably would like our team are really social we all get on really well there's only 16 of us so to not have that social interaction is really difficult and that's why I think the fitness is key we also have a daily stand-up every day where everyone talks about what they're doing throughout the day, but also we have a bit at the beginning where we talk non-related work things. Um, the ops team has also created a weekly chat where it's illegal to talk about work 
you just are allowed to talk about your social life, which, okay, we don't really have much of. But just, you know, when you're in the office, you can go down and have a cup of tea. You talk about your weekends. You connect on a more personal level. And we don't have that at the moment. And I don't know how many people are really scheduling that time in. I think it's crucial to kind of schedule the time in so it definitely happens because otherwise you can go kind of three or four days without having a personal conversation with someone and it can be so all-consuming about work that you don't have that connection. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's so important, like for instance, right now, like I told you before, I'm in a different time zone. So without those times where we actually get to connect and like they're particularly dedicated to connect, I would just never, never talk to all of my colleagues. So I agree, that's very important. And could you tell me a bit more about the, the challenges you're expecting in terms of, you know, continuing to nurture the company culture and like employee well-being for 2021 and like even the future? Are there any particular challenges um, you kind of already predict or already see in the company? I think going back to connections, I think that's a really big thing. I mean, Zoom fatigue is a real thing and we're all struggling with it. I think communication on, on apps like WhatsApp as well can sometimes be misunderstood or said in a way, if you're in a rush, you kind of text something quickly and that other person might misunderstand what you've said. And, and that's, that's really difficult mentally to really fully understand what the other person's trying to portray. So I think trying to find a way to really connect, like I mentioned, connect on a more personal level so you fully understand what others are going through this time is really important. Everyone had their own challenges in the pandemic. Everyone's facing different kind of things that really kind of lift people up and others that really bring people down. Some people love being alone, some really don't. Um, I think as well, guilt is a really strong feeling that not necessarily on the team a lot of us feel, but I know speaking to friends and family, guilt is something that is really all encompassing, whether that be guilt that you're trying to work whilst you still have a family and you're trying to homeschool and you're not able to give 100% to either of those things, understandably. Also, if you're single and you're living alone, you're, again, productivity can't be at 100% all the time. So you should be able to get away from your desk and go for a walk. But again, we all feel guilty about that as well. So I think that's something we need to all think about and try and kind of remedy is that it's okay to take a step back to go for a walk because likelihood is you'll be more productive afterwards because um, it can be really debilitating emotionally to feel that guilt. That is so true and um, I'm actually really curious about that because I feel that sometimes I, I know a lot of people that feel that I felt that as well. Do you know are you like currently implementing any initiatives to support employees with that feeling of guilt or like perhaps you in your personal life do you do anything to kind of like get over that feeling before we continue with the conversation with emily i wanted to let you know that the wellness warriors at work community has just launched it is a space designed for wellness-focused professionals like yourself to be inspired, informed, and empowered to support the health and well-being of your employees and team. Subscribe and get monthly digital roundtables to share best practices with fellow professionals, inspiring interviews with CEOs, HR managers, heads of people, and wellness warriors, valuable strategies and how-tos to improve the employee experience, and so much more. 
head over to hikahappy.com slash subscribe to join for free. Remember, register at hikahappy.com slash subscribe and start inspiring happier, healthier humans at work. I think personally for me, it's really understanding how I'm feeling at the time and saying, actually, it's okay that today, maybe I'm not going to be 100% productive and I'm going to need to take extra steps to go for a walk or speak to friends because, you know, there are days where it is more difficult. The weather's horrible in London at the moment. Um, So I think it's just recognizing that and being able to say, do you know what, it's okay that I am struggling right now. I think more importantly though, as a team, I think it's really crucial to create an open dialogue around it whether that be your mental health or kind of these feelings of guilt to say, if someone asks you, there's this really British thing, isn't there, where someone says, how are you? And you say, oh, I'm good, thanks, how are you? And actually, you're really not good. You're having a really terrible time and you really just want to say, God, it's Thursday and it's dark and it's miserable. Um, And we've, as a team, really started doing that. I've, I've seen it in a lot of us. We have actually said, it's tough. I'm struggling. And I think the more that we do that ourselves and the more open we are with our mental health, the more confident it makes others in sharing those emotions as well. Um, I don't know if you saw, but there was an article today in TechCrunch, Tom Blumfeld, who is the founder of Monzo. He's actually stepping away from Monzo because one of the reasons is his mental health. He said during the pandemic, he's just found that it's it's been all encompassing and the pandemic has just exacerbated these feelings. And he in his article says, we all need to start talking about this, especially as founders, as parents, as, as employees, we need to share those feelings and emotions because otherwise we feel really alone in it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's so important. I actually hadn't seen that article, but I know for instance, um, Stephen Barlett, the, I think ex-CEO of Social Chain as well, he shares so much about it. And I think that for founders and entrepreneurs who we all usually see as, you know, unbreakable, it's so important, important that they, they start sharing about that. So I, yeah, I completely agree. So on the lines of Tom Blumfeld from Monzo um, at Talis, not only have we tried to create this internal dialogue and really be really open about it, we also are helping our founders with their mental health. So we have 50 portfolio companies within Talis, and we are now running workshops with a company called Inside Out, which there's four sessions and it helps founders not only with their own mental health, but gives founders the tools that they need to help their employees and their teams with their mental health as well. Because like you said, entrepreneurs are seen as these really kind of bright, intelligent, forward-thinking people which they are but they all still go through the same struggles as us in relation to our mental health and our well-being so as a venture capital company it's really crucial that we don't only think about our team and our employees but we think about our whole community and that whole environment yeah no exactly and like you said once we start working from the founder from the employer it's much easier for them to then like even like feel that empathy towards other people and feel like it's acceptable. Exactly. Um, and I wanted to ask about uh, how do you feel that like the motivations or the drivers of the workforce have changed since the pandemic? Like, are there any 
additional needs, like different needs that are now more relevant to people when it comes to the workplace? It's really interesting. I think we worked 100% from our office pre-COVID. So we had no remote working, no one ever worked from home. We have a couple of different offices, one in Central and one in Wimbledon. So we would be slightly remote, but this was a completely new thing for us, a really kind of new experience. And I think everyone has enjoyed it to some respect, but I think now nearly a year on, everyone is desperate to get back in the office. Everyone's just craving that face-to-face interaction. I think, again, it just comes back to this communication and trying to connect with people on a more personal level it's really hard sometimes to really keep yourself motivated and keep yourself going when you haven't got people to bounce ideas off of. And yeah, you can do that on Zoom, but it's not always the same. So thankfully, we're quite lucky that at Talis, we're all very self-starting. We're a venture capital company. We're, we're all quite entrepreneurial. So we inherently do work very autonomously. So for us, the work pattern probably hasn't changed, but we all definitely miss a, a Thursday night or a Friday night beer. <laughs> Same at our company. I feel that sometimes we're all just wanting to get back, even though at the start it was like freedom to be able to work from wherever. Um, it continues to be freedom to an extent, but we just don't want to see each other's faces now. I, feel. I think that there'll be a challenge as well in terms of integrating back into work, because I don't think many companies will go back to five days a week, nine to five, I think it will, it will obviously have to change because everyone likes, like you said, everyone enjoys the freedom. There are some things that I wonder how I did pre-COVID, you know, doing your washing. How do you do that when you have to go to work nine till six every day? Um, so I think that will be a challenge as well for, for lots of companies is, is finding that really fine balance. And, and I think being clear with expectations. So, what do employers expect from their employees? How many days a week would they like them in? Um, and if it's super flexible, great. But if you want to see your employees more often, then just be really clear about it so everyone knows where they stand. Yeah, and that connects actually with what you said previously about communication being a challenge and just we need to over communicate at this stage to ensure that you know, requirements are met. Um, yeah, and simply to close, I wanted to ask whether you had any additional advice for people in terms of like staying happy, staying healthy. So it would be great to, to hear more about that. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm a nutritional therapist. I did three years at the College of Naturopathic Medicine um, in 2017, I think I finished. So nutrition for me is really important. I think in this time, it's crucial that we all really look after ourselves and and what we're eating because there's I mean my kitchen's there it's really easy for me to kind of just go oh do you know what I'd love a chocolate bar or a biscuit or a pack of crisps and actually what you find biologically is if you have lots of sugar within the day your energy levels peak and you feel much much better and you feel great because you've just had that rush of sugar but actually the drop is so significant And that's when it affects your mental health as well, because you feel tired and you feel drained and and the motivation isn't there. So one thing I probably would recommend is is trying to reduce things like caffeine if you can, 
um, fizzy drinks, sugar where possible. I know everyone needs chocolate every now and again. It's like a warm hug. Um, but try and reduce those additives and those additional sugars. Vitamin D as well, if you can get a really good vitamin D supplement. We're obviously not getting outside at the moment and vitamin D is such an important vitamin for our mental health and our well-being. Um, and just, yeah, when you can, get away from your desk, step outside, do some steps, do a workout of your choice. Um, we gave the team some money to go towards this mental health subscriptions. And for some people, yoga's great, for other meditation's great. And for some, punching a bag is perfect. So find that exercise that works for you. Find something that gives you time out. It could be coloring or learning a language. Um, so yeah, I'd say find something that you really enjoy that you're able to do in this time. Schedule it in your calendar because otherwise work just really takes over connect with people on a more personal level and just try and look after yourself. Yeah, I, I love that. And especially the thing about putting it in the calendar, I feel it's critical. If it's not in the calendar, it just doesn't get done. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing all of this. I feel like you've given us such a real picture of both how you and your team are doing. And sometimes it's just like necessary and refreshing to hear that because um, I'm sure like, lots of the, the teams and employers listening into this will be able to relate to you. Um, and yeah, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Great to chat. That was one of my favorite conversations in the show. And I will definitely be taking some of these ideas to Hika so that we can also continue creating a human focused culture. I wanted to share three things that I particularly love about what Talis Capital are doing. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday lunchtime, Talis Capital hosts a lunchtime fitness class for their team to join via Zoom. These sessions have helped to break down barriers between managers and colleagues, providing a great space for people to connect regularly on a more personal level. They've been running weekly workshops to help their founders maintain their mental health and provide them with the tools they need to support the mental well-being of their teams. Finally, as a team, Talis Capital have been striving to create an open dialogue around feelings of guilt and mental health, so people can be truthful about how they are feeling. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Wellness Warriors at Work. If you enjoyed this conversation, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Be sure to join us for more stories and interviews with Wellness Warriors at Work.